Excuse me. Can I quit this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I told Eddie Murphy to stay in college so he'd have something to fall back on. <laughs> I did great advice. <laughs> Jackie, how about the lighter side of history? The lighter I'm side... I'm not done laughing at my joke! Okay. I know a lot of things and I share them on the podcast and you don't care. What are we talking about? We're I can't get a word in edgewise <laughs> on this show. I mean, it's... Here's how we sell it. Okay. I am Peter Bales, and I'm Jackie Marling. We're, we're talking now because uh, they said action. And in show business, that means go forward. So we're going forward. And the name of the show is Stand Up Memories, because we are both stand-up comedians, and we're sharing our memories We're on old this enough show. to have memories. Now, we talk about everything. We talk about stand-up, bad experiences, great experiences, being musicians, being in college, and... The things you have to do. My band was doing okay, but not that well. I graduated from Michigan State University, and I was trying to make a few dollars to stick around the college town because that's it was a bubble. It was the greatest place in the world. We played on the weekends here and there, but I wasn't really making enough money. And I went into Arby's and applied for a job and got it. And I'm telling you, this is such a, a weird thing because some people go, you're kidding. And other people are like, how stupid are you? I was driving down the road, Grand River Avenue in Michigan State, and I looked at Arby's and I went, R.B., roast beef. Jeez, it never uh, I never figured that out. Is that true? Come on. No, it's, it's got to be... Arby's! Oh, well, that's all they sell no, is roast beef. the owner was named Arby's. No, he wasn't. <laughs> it, it's, oh, you're making a joke. I'm now. making a joke. I don't know. I, uh, no, no. I never figured that out. It's roast beef, but I tell people, and some people are like, of course you moron. Other people are like, I never, I never thought of that. Piece. So, uh, all right, that's, that has nothing to do with the story. So I get this job at this place, Arby's, which was so long ago, and the places were so new, they actually had big... Roast beefs, like very soon they became press roast yeah, beef, yeah, which yeah. was and water, you know, and they right it was garbage. In. But oh. in, when they first started, these were big chunks like of roast beef, like you'd see in, in the you know in the South at a, at a barbecue, and it was mouthwatering, incredible stuff. And it was funny because they said you could eat whatever you want, just write it down. And I think their heads used to explode. <laughs> but it was owned by the franchise. It was a franchise. It was owned by a guy named Fred. His wife worked there, his son worked there, his daughter worked there, his cousin worked there, and now Jackie works there. <laughs> it's a family affair, and it was like watching paint dry. Um, oh, God, there's such a great story that I can't tell, but I'll tell Peter afterwards. A dirty, but story, about, a dirty story about roast beef? I, I, I have occasionally eaten at Arby's. They're on Long Island. You know, it's not on Long Island, the better version of Arby's, and I'm going on the record on the show to promote Roy Rogers. There's about six of them left in the country. The closest one 
is right when you go from New Jersey into Pennsylvania on the way to the Covehaven Resort to perform stand-up comedy. I go there every time. I just want to get this off my chest. Roast beef at uh, Roy Rogers is great. Arby's, second class. And I'm sorry I don't want to make anybody my mad. My ex-wife Nancy worked at Roy Rogers in, Glen in Greenvale, and one day she was on lunch break, and she sat down to eat, and she had not a big cup, but a small cup of coleslaw. It's a true story, and she went to take a fork <laughs> full of coleslaw, an entire rubber glove came out of the thing. She said she left. She never went back another room for a rush. That's not what we're talking no, about. No. But I, how I, great a story. After that story, I'd just like to change my mind and say go no, to Roy Rogers. No, it's still. you got to ask her about it. It's a true I story. Will. So, So I'm working, and there's no point. I mean, it's a big college town. There's 40,000 people at this point in space and what time. What town is it? What's the name East of the East Lansing, Michigan. Okay. Michigan State University. This is on the main road that runs alongside the university. But for the most part, the kids eat at the dorm. And, you know, they, they nobody has any money. So you, I go to work. And I was only there, you know, a couple weeks but to begin with. And there's nobody there. It's me and Fred, mm -hmm. the owner. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. he would go on and on because he went to college to become an Arby's franchisee. And they taught him how to make the French fries. And they turn him, and he goes on, and he, I'm talking about, you know, that thing where you want to just put a gun to your head because he's going on and on. So I go in there to work on a Saturday, and we don't have a customer. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's a big, big room, and this is the counter, and there's a door here, and a door here, and a door, and I think we had three customers the whole afternoon. It's the next Saturday. I got to go to work. A friend of mine, guitar player, shows up at my house and says, hey, want to smoke a joint? I said, I got to go to work, but dad, you know. <laughs> and he was one of those guys that liked to come over and he had the best pot. He's going to show you how great his pot is. Smoke some of this. So we smoke a joint and I'm out of my mind. And I said, I, I got to get to work. He said, I'll give you a ride to work. I said, okay. Maybe a mile away, maybe two miles away. We get in the car, he goes, want to smoke another joint? I'm like, the place was so empty, right, last week. Like, it will keep me entertained. We smoke a whole nother joint. We go over the rise. This is like, must have been like when the cavalry saw the Indians. We go over the rise, and here's Arby's. There's a line four deep out of each door going hundreds of feet. It was a home football game at a Big Ten college, <laughs> Michigan State University. It was so crazy packed, and I was out of my mind, and I walked in there and spent three hours behind the counter trying to stay out of the way. Oh. <laughs> it was, oh, it was the longest three hours of my life. Oh, I mean, I was great. out of my mind, and it was just, it was just fantastic. And then, and, that, and then a week or so later, my band got a last-minute job, and I called up and said, Fred, I, I can't come to work. Um, I got a my band's got a job for tonight. And he says, you know, Jack, <laughs> at some point you're going to have to make a decision. <laughs> I said, a decision between playing rock and roll and selling your crappy roast beef? No decision here, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> so you lasted like two, three weeks. On and I went in to collect my paycheck and ate six of them. <laughs>
All right. <laughs> I never worked in fast food exactly, but I used to work at Steak and Brew in Manhattan when I started in comedy. As a comedy waiter? As a waiter. And I took over for Jerry Seinfeld. He got me the job because you could work lunch. And it wasn't too early to get in. And you got out in plenty of time to be at the clubs at night. Perfect job for somebody starting out in stand-up. That's what Jerry Seinfeld did. And one time, into Steak and Brew, and their, their thing was one price, unlimited beer, if you right, can imagine. Right. Uh, into the, into the uh, restaurant comes Jim Bouton. A former Yankee, former baseball player who wrote a groundbreaking book called Ball, Four, Ball Four that humanized baseball, that wrote about Mickey Mantle and other players who were very, very, shall we say, human and flawed. And horny, still, you could say. And horny and still great and not always sober and, and hitting a, a home run and staggering around the bases. Right. He really opened up baseball. Actually, for people like me, uh, I love baseball more. After I read Ball Four, but, but, but truth be told, he talked. He, he talked out of school. He went outside he the men's club and talked about what went on at the men's club. Okay, so uh, he comes in and he's. Do you know how when you look at a couple in a restaurant or out somewhere and you can just tell it's a first date? I could just tell it's a first date, and he's an older guy by then, and he had a a, a, a woman with him, beautiful much, much younger than he was. And I could tell it was a first date. And I walked over and I took out my pad to take their order. And I said, you're Jim Bouton. You made me love baseball more. I loved your book. I loved you as a player. You have really, really revolutionized the game. And he's looking at me like, thanks. And I said it, and he was enjoying it because I was impressing his date. I impressed his date. And on the way out, when he, when he paid his check and they're walking out, he sneaks me a look and a wink and goes, thanks. I, didn't, I helped him with his date. He winked at me and said, I thanks. was so sure you were going to no, say, my I, name's not Jim Bouton. No, no, no. This no. is not my wife. <laughs> it really was Jim Bouton. No, it's just, I. Oh, that's all, great. He, he, you did him an absolute him solid, but, solid, but, it, was, but, but it was from your heart. It was from my heart. He was that big. You know? Oh, so many people were pissed off. You know, there's things that happened. Something happened that I will never forget. There was, there was a place called, what's it called when you put, the, put the, the meat in the hot oil? Fondue. There was a place called Fondue in Manhattan, and they either gave you a bunch of steak, and you put it on the skewers, and you put it in the hot oil, or it was hot chocolate, and they gave you little pieces of, of bread or, or, or cake, whatever, and you put them in, and it was either cooked meat or cooked, you know, uh, yeah. cover them with chocolate, maybe both, but that's all they sold. And I never had money, never went on a date, and I went on a date with this girl, and I know I couldn't afford it, and we went to fondue. <laughs> this is a terrible story, but this guy came in, I hate to say he was so old because he probably was 20 years younger than I am now, but he was like, he was probably, for argument's sake, 60, and she was 20. You know, whatever it was, yeah. it was a ridiculous gap. She was so obviously either a prostitute or he's dating, he was, it was, and it wasn't his daughter, you could tell it was a very odd date. 
And this guy came in, and it was a tiny place, and they're sitting over there, and he's sitting there with this really young, beautiful girl, and the waiter came over, and I'm sure it wasn't on purpose, and spilled oh. the hot oil oh, in the guy's oh, lap. Oh. All right. And if you've ever been burnt by that stuff, I mean, it just, oh. it's a gift that keeps on giving. He's, I mean, he's screaming and howling, and I'm, I know oh. I know I was giggling. You know, <laughs> it was so horrible. It's like, you know, now leave the young girls for the rest of us, you know. Now, New Yorkers, <laughs> we always see famous people in restaurants. I would never in a million years go up to a famous person and act starstruck and say, oh, I love your movies, I love your TV show. That is just so wrong to bother. I would never, I've seen plenty of famous people. I've never, ever done that, never will do it. I was in a restaurant with a bunch of comics. And uh, more cowbell, that actor from Saturday Night Live. Um, a guy, Will, not Will Ferrell was in the sketch. The guy who came out and said, more cowbell. Our whole audience knows who this actor is. Christopher Walken, thank you, our youthful staff. I have to take my Prevagen. Uh, and uh, Christopher Walken is forget. at the table. <laughs> and I always forget to take my Prevagen. Thank you for prompting me. Um, so I'm with, we're with a bunch of comics, and we notice him at the table. And he notices us noticing him. And he goes like this. And I'm just, so, I'm like, I'm not coming over to you. All right? Did he do it as a funny gesture? No, no. I think he did it because he really didn't want us to come over. I have a, a comedian friend, Joey Cola, who out in L.A. Uh, saw Barbara Streisand having breakfast. And Joey interrupted her breakfast to go over and say, oh, I'm a, your biggest fan. I don't want to interrupt. I'm your biggest fan. I love it. You know, I'm in show business. So I saw he caught her in mid-waffle. He ha she had a waffle on the fork going into her mouth, <laughs> and he uh, interrupts. Was he breaking chops? No, he was, he was just starstruck. And you, you know, you, you shouldn't do that. It's just, he made a fool of himself. He's with James Brolin, who just. When I was with Rodney, for whatever reason, you know, people would, uh, you know, they'd come up to him on the beach, and you know, I'll never forget this one woman came up to us on the beach and literally said to him, can you tell me where this entertainment? <laughs> and he said, buy a, buy, a, buy a freaking paper lady, leave me, you know, <laughs> yeah, he, he, he just couldn't make, yeah. he, he just was amazed. It wasn't like, oh, are you running? Can you, can you tell me where this entertainment? And he said, and he said, someday, someday, I want to go into a restaurant and see a guy who just got his steak brought over. And just as he's cutting it up and taking his first bite of steak, I want to stick my face in his face and go, you want my autograph? <laughs> <laughs> which, which is exactly what you're talking about. But I guess the worst thing for somebody famous is when those interruptions stop happening. That, you know, that's such a fine line. You know, did I, do you know the story about, if I, I, I don't think I, we, uh, on the North Shore of Long Island is a place called Westbury Music Fair, and the whole world has worked there, and there's a lot of stories about it. I want, finally wound up working there, and it was a dream. But everybody worked there, and you never know, and there was also, there's also a place called Burt Backrack's Motor Inn, which is yeah, down the I street, know. literally down the street, 
and it's a decent place to stay. Yeah. So a lot of people that work at Westway Music Fair, it's a simple ride down. Rothman's Steakhouse is right there, and, uh, and the inn is right there. So it's a place where a lot of people stay. And right next to that was the Howard Johnson's. And the Stern Show, the Howard Stern Show, it just was already pretty famous, but it just gotten on the E Channel. So not only did people hear us, but now they're getting to know what the rest of us looked like. Okay, so I'm starting to be noticed. And me and my future ex-wife, there's something so funny about that, are sitting at what you'd call a two-top in Howard Johnson's, in Hojo's, having a hamburger, having bread, I don't know what, but we're sitting there, <clears throat> and this woman comes over and literally bends over. I, I, I can still, I'll tell you, we were here and they were sitting there. She got, she was with a friend. She got up and came over and bent over and right in my face she said, can I ask you who you are? <laughs> and I was like, you know, I was like, this didn't happen all the time. And I was like, I'm Jackie Martin. She turned still two feet away from me and said, it's not him. <laughs> Nancy went right <laughs> off her seat. I think she's still laughing at that. And I didn't have the presence of mind to say, lady, who did you think it was? Who the hell did you think it was? It's not him. It's not him. Oh, is that great? I thought it was Richard Speck, the guy who <laughs> murdered all those nurses. It's not him. It's not him. Oh, that's hysterical. Oh, that, that oh. was a great one. So getting well, recognized, you know. we have more things to talk about. Like... Uh, our childhood and school and things went, went, went wrong and some things that went right. So don't miss our next show. This has been Stand Up Memories and I'm Peter Bale. And I'm Jackie Martley. We're going to talk about Mr. Spina proctoring the Math 11 test. Ooh. The Regents exam. That's a, that's a biggie. Don't miss it. Ooh. Hey, a new episode of Stand Up Memories every Wednesday. How exciting is that? It's starring me, Peter Bales, and right here, Jackie the Joke Man Martin. Please follow us on social media. Search it out. What is it? MySpace? MySpace? Your space? TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Do da, do da.